church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? Somebody touch me. Oh, oh, oh. And nothing has been the same. Praise the Lord. Can you be a witness today? He made a difference in your life. He's brought us through trials and tribulations. God of praise today, knowing that he touched us, and nothing has been the same. To God be the glory today, all the blessings he has bestowed upon us. We give him glory and honor for the many blessings today, for him calling us into the ministry of the gospel. For that, I give him honor and praise, and thank God for Brother Nehemiah leading us in devotion today, and for the men's choir singing, and Brother Eric and Brother Dave on the, on the instruments today. We thank God for your presence today, and Thank Adrian and Michael for being ushers today. Amen. 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 We thank God for all of you who are here and pray that you have been blessed thus far in the worship experience. We invite your attention to the word of God today. We're on the theme, the Christian experience. Look again at Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to begin reading at verse 1. When you find it, say amen. amen. Isaiah 40. We're going to begin reading at verse 1. We read, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For our New Testament passage of scripture, we'll look at the gospel of St. John. John chapter 6. We're going to begin reading at verse 22. John's gospel. Chapter 6. We're going to begin reading at verse 22. When you find it, say Amen. John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 22, we read, On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with the disciples, but the disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came unto Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may, that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he sent. This morning I want to share with us from the, from the subject today, the Christian experience Working for Jesus. The Christian experience, working for Jesus. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you, Lord. We place no one above you. And Lord, today we need you in a special way. Lord, let your anointing fall on us, Lord. As we've come to worship you today. Lord, we worship you in song already. Worship you in prayer. And now we want to worship you in the sharing of your eternal word. We humble ourselves today, Lord, saying we can't do it without you, Lord. So even so, Lord Jesus, come. Bless your people. Bless your servant today, Lord, that I will share your word. That we might want to work for Jesus. Have your way in the midst of your people today. We're not taking any glory. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you for standing by us, Lord, in our time of need. And we give you glory today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Working for Jesus. I realize that we live in a very difficult time. A trying time in our society. A time when it seems like much, so much is going on. And when we, when we talk about this theme, the Christian experience, I hope we realize and reflect on our life journey. Knowing that Jesus has been there in the past. He's with us right now in the present. He's going to be with us in the future. Yes. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Working for Jesus. And whenever we say this theme, I want us to focus on that word Christian because that's the most important word in our theme. Because it means that we must be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. And many times, and I, and I remember I shared a few weeks ago, this man back home named Brother Johnny Anderson, he would sing that song, You Ought to Look Where He Brought Me From. He brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Look where he brought me from. It reminds us that we need to know that God has taken care of things that we, you and I could not do on our own. He brought us a long way on this journey. And in this Christian journey, we need to learn to lean and depend on the Lord. Not just on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, but every day of our lives. We want to live out this Christian life. And when we reflect back on how God has brought us, we need to know that he's going to take care of everything that goes on in our lives. And even when it looks like the world is falling down all around us, we need to realize that God will be with us. We're talking about the Christian experience, working for Jesus. And, and when we, we work for Jesus, he has a plan for our lives. He knows the journey that we're going to take. And we need to put our, just put our hand in his hand and trust him and know that he's going to see us through. In our Old Testament passage scripture in Isaiah, this is a vision for God's plan for our lives. And the more I read it, the more I, I, I see that God wants us to understand his love for us and his purpose for us. And that we should not worry about the things that happen in life, but put our confidence in him. It says in Isaiah 40, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. God wants us to understand that he does not intend for us to live in sin in this world. He died on the cross so that we might be free from the law of sin and death. He wants us to know that we don't have to live in sin all the days of our lives. But he has a plan to forgive us of our sins. That's good news, church. 
That's the good news of the word of God that we can no longer be guilty of the sins that we commit in this world. If we'd only look to him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. They make a commitment to live every day to follow him. It says the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, God wants us to walk on the, the new highway, the highway of holiness, the highway of righteousness, so we can end up where he wants us to end up. The old songwriter said, walking in the highway of the king. Our hearts are full of praise. We're happy all our days walking in the highway of the king. Let Jesus plan out the pathway of your life. And it says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, there's going to be some trouble in your life along this journey. You're going to have to have some mountains to climb. I want you to know you're going to have to climb those mountains. But climb them with Jesus on your side. We're talking about working for Jesus today. And if you don't want to climb the mountain, if you're too weary, you can speak to the mountain. Say, mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast to the midst of the sea. If you have that kind of faith, believing in God, there, there will be mountains in your journey. You have to go through some valleys here. It says, every valley shall be exalted. Knowing that if you go through the valley, you don't have to stay in the valley. Let God lift you out of those valleys. He don't intend for us to stay down anywhere because this is a journey. We're moving forward by faith. So don't stay in the valleys. Come up out of the valley. Holding on to God's unchanging hand. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the rough places move. Have you ever been to the place in life where you didn't know what to do? Didn't know how you're going to make it? Allow God to guide you through those crooked places and those rough places. Because he has a plan for your life. And even in those crooked places and those rough places, he'll be with you. Say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And in another place, Jesus said, don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil of the world. So when you're going through those crooked places and those rough places, depend on God. Because he wants to get the glory out of your life. Verse 5 says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God wants to show you off, even in your trials, even in your tribulations, even in your burdens and cares. He wants to help you. And most of all, get the glory out of your life. Because the best story that can be told is your testimony. That God took care of me when I was in the valley. And he can surely take care of you. He brought me out so he can bring you out. He wants to get the glory out of our lives. Our subject today is the Christian experience working for Jesus. Let's look at our New Testament passage of scripture in the Gospel of St. John. See that God wants us to understand what it means to work for him. And in our current society, we know that so many people are losing their jobs and have already lost their jobs and are going to lose their jobs. Amen. But we know that we can depend on the Lord in our time of uncertainty. And the best thing to do if you don't have a job is to what? Look for one. Amen. And we find that in this passage of scripture that these people were looking for God, looking for Jesus. And in your, in your time of trial or in your time of unemployment, there's some things that you need to do. You need to seek for a job, search for a job, and start one. And I want us to think about that as we go through this message today. That if you don't know Jesus, you need to seek him, search for him, and start working for him. 
Knowing that he has a plan for your life. Don't try to go out here and do it for yourself. God has a plan for your life. And one of the things that we are being told is that, you know, politicians want people to start their own small businesses and different things. But, you know, it's hard to have to start your own business. You know, you can't call somebody else to come and open the door and turn the lights on. You need to be doing it. You, it's hard to go on a vacation when you have your own business. You got to shut down the business, turn the lights off, put a sign that says, you know, we'll return at a certain date. But when you're working for Jesus, he takes care of everything. If we would only lean and depend on him. And it's all right to have your own job in this society. In some ways, it might be good. You don't have anybody standing over you telling you what to do. But in, the, in lifestyle with Jesus Christ, it's good to let Jesus lead you and guide you in the way that he would have you to go. Let's look at our, uh, the Gospel of John. John's Gospel was written that we might believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God. And we know he was born of a virgin in the Christmas story. But he was born to be God here on earth. And when we believe in him, we have new life by believing on his name. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what I want for us more than anything else, is to believe that Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, and know him as our own Lord and personal Savior. Knowing him in our hearts, no matter where we go, if we leave our Bible on the bookshelf somewhere, then we have Christ living within us. We're talking about the Christian experience today, working for Jesus. Let's look at John chapter 6 today in our text of scripture. We know this is a time after Jesus had the miracle of walking on the water. And from this passage of scripture in John chapter 6, beginning at verse 22, those three things I want us to remember today as we think about what it means to be working for Jesus. The first thing we need to do in working for Jesus is search for him. John chapter 6, verse 22 says, On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but the disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they had ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? See, we need to search for Jesus. And you know, whenever you're on a search for something, you'll go as far as you need to go to find it. You'll turn over rocks to find it. You'll move things out of the way to find it because you're searching for something. And in a search in our lives, we need to search for Jesus in that way. We shouldn't let anything keep us from knowing who Jesus is. We're talking about the Christian experience working for Jesus. And if, you, if you're poor enough, help me, Holy Ghost. If you don't have any money in the bank, it's a time when you start truly searching for a job. Searching to find some, some income. So you can meet your needs and your obligations. And we need to search for Jesus in that same way, with passion, with, a, with authority, with, with desire, so we can find what we're looking for. There's so many people in life today, they're searching for the wrong things. It's kind of like an addict. They'll do whatever it takes to get what that, that fix that they need. They'll steal from their mama. 
they'll steal from you. They'll steal from a church. They'll do whatever they need to get what they're, they're searching for. And we need to search for Jesus with our whole heart in that way. So we can find him and know, Lord, what, do you ha- what would you have for me to do? I know you have the words of eternal life. But there's so many people today who are searching for the wrong things. We need to spend, spend time searching for Jesus. And look how these people search for Jesus. They realize that Jesus had went to the other side. And they know that his disciples left without him. And they said to themselves, you know, wherever Jesus is, that's where we need to be. We need to find out where he is. And it says that they saw other saw disciples leave and went into the boat and they went away alone. And the other boats came. But see, those boats didn't have Jesus in them. You know, there are people who don't know Jesus. There are other religions that don't have Jesus in it. And it just won't satisfy. And I want us to search for Jesus Christ. He's the only thing that will truly satisfy. So they ignored all those other boats. They got in the boats and they went to find Jesus on the other side. And it said, when they finally find him, in verse 25, they said, Rabbi, when did you come here? They, the only person they were looking for was Jesus Christ. They saw other people. They saw other boats. But they were searching for Jesus Christ. And in our lives, we need to search for him until we find him. Let's look at a passage of scripture in Jeremiah 29. You see that we need to search for God. Jeremiah 29 and verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, there are some people who are out here who are just nominal Christians. They just come to church on Sunday, and that's, that's enough for them. And when they get in time of trouble and need, you know, they say, well, you know, they come and pray and they may not get the answer that they're looking for. But Jesus is saying here, the only time you will find me is when you search for me with all your heart. Don't allow the cares of this life to keep you from truly knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. But truly finding him after searching for him with all your heart. And, you know, Jeremiah 29 is famous for the other passage of scripture. Where he lets us know that, you know, I know the plans I have for you. In verse 11. The thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. That's what we know this passage of scripture for. But God really wants us to, to search for him with all of our heart. All of our souls. All of our mind. Not just to, to show up on Sunday and think that that's all we need to do. We really need to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. And truly search for him with our whole heart. And until we do that, we won't really know him. We'll just have, you know, grandmama's religion. Or our neighbor's religion. But we need to know Jesus Christ after searching for him with our whole heart. We're talking about the Christian experience working for Jesus. The second thing I want to say today in this passage of scripture is we need to seek for him. Let's look at verse 26. John chapter 6 and verse 26 says, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. 
See, there are some people who are seeking, but they're seeking for the wrong reasons. These people were looking for Jesus because they thought they was going to get another meal. Some more bread to eat. Some more substance. So, you know, it's like working a job that you don't really like. Anybody go to a job that they don't really like sometimes? You wish you could find another job, another purpose. And, you know, you're just working for a paycheck. No purpose, no mission, no sense of, of, of real passion. You're just punching the clock at 8 a.m. and punching it again at, at, at noon and punching it again to, to go back to work because you know that they'll be looking for you if you don't show up. Are you really seeking God for the right reasons? We need to seek for him for the right reasons. And Jesus, when these people found him, he said, I say to you most assuredly, you did not seek me because of the signs I did, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. You just had that, a good feeling. You know, you, you, you was, your stomach was empty, but now it's full. And now you want some more to eat. Seeking for the wrong reasons. But we need to seek for Christ. To know him in his fullness. To know him for who he is. Not just for how good we feel, but, but knowing him for who he is. And some people today, they're just seeking for the wrong reasons. They go to church because the pastor is popular, the most popular guy in town. He got a, a billboard on the freeway. and You know, everybody know his name. And they can say, well, I go to so-and-so's church. But don't know Jesus for themselves. We're talking about working for Jesus. We need to have a genuine Christian experience because we know Jesus Christ for ourselves. Not for the stuff and the amenities and the name, but really knowing him for who he is. And I want you to know that when you seek for Jesus, Jesus knows your heart. He knows why you show up at, at, at the church that you show up at. You need to seek for him for the right reasons. He says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. See, when you're seeking for the right things, God will give you the affirmation that you need, that you're in the right place. It's like going downtown and paying your taxes and getting that steal of approval that you, you have paid for 2011. Anything else, it might be a, 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 fake, a fake seal or, or somebody who's trying to, to steal your identity. You know, identity theft is going on in our world today more and more. And we need to be careful who we sign up with. But when you get that proper seal, you know, the Better Business Bureau seal that you see on the websites or in the window when you walk into the business, that's the kind of seal you want to have on your search for Jesus Christ, that you truly know him for yourself. We're talking about the Christian experience working for Jesus. We need to seek for him for the right reasons because he gives our life meaning and purpose. We're talking about the Christian experience working for Jesus. Let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 3. You know that we need to seek for him, have a genuine and right relationship with him. Knowing that we're serving him for the right reasons. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 says, If then ye were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. 
Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. See, living for Christ is not just about what you get down here. Friends and status and a good place to go to church where you might be entertained or whatever. The choir is huge and, you know, have a band that plays and somewhere to send your kids for, for children's church and all those, all those other reasons that people come to church. But we really need to know Christ for ourselves, to know him and to love him and to seek him for have meaning in our lives, to truly work for him. And, you know, all those other things are great. I hope one day that we we have a a band here at Shadydale playing. A robbed choir of a hundred members and a place to have children's church and all those wonderful things. But the real reason to come is to worship God in spirit and in truth. To seek him with our whole hearts. Not to be carnally minded because that's death. But to be spiritually minded, which is what? Life and peace. That's what we really need in this journey of faith. To know him for who he is. Because everything else is meaningless. It's all going to pass away down here. One day, Shadydale will burn up just like everything else. Stone Mountain will burn up. The Capitol building will burn up. The Washington Monument will burn away. All these things will burn away. The Cadillacs will burn away. Chevrolet will burn away. Chase Bank will burn down. All those things will fade away. But the one thing that you can have is knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Giving you eternal life. That's what matters to most. And we work for him. That's what we have. We have eternal life. And that means more than anything else. So seek him for eternal life. Let's work for Jesus. The last thing and the third thing I want us to see today is we need to start working for him. Let's look at verse 28 as we bring this message to a close. John 6 and 28 says, Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he sent. See, that's not a very long job description, is it? That's not a very hard thing to to get approved at the end of the year. You know, you get your, 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 your review every year. The only thing that Jesus asked us to do is believe on him whom God has sent. That's how you work for Jesus. That's the one thing that God wants everyone to do is to believe on him whom God has sent. And when you do that, everything else falls in line. As we've been saying on Wednesday night, uh, talking about uh, transforming the culture by being the body of Christ. Love the Lord with all your heart, your mind and your soul and your neighbor as yourself. When you do that, you can transform the culture, transform the world. And truly live a genuine Christian experience because you believe in him whom God has sent. That's what it means to work for Jesus Christ. And don't delay that. Don't put that off anymore. But start right now. Start believing in Jesus Christ. And then you've been a part of the family of God. Because you are a believing member of the family of God. Jesus says... This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. And when we do that, we become 
begin to work for Jesus. Look at, look at John 11 as we close. This scripture is so relevant to me today that I was studying. This is what the story of Lazarus, and we'll go over this uh, several months from now, I'm sure. But this is what Lazarus' sister said to Jesus when Jesus let her know that her brother would live again. John chapter 11, verse 25 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is common to the world. And I hope that's your answer today to starting to believe, for Jesus, believe in Jesus Christ. That you will not let another day go by. That you will be able to say, as, as, as Martha said, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And when we do that, we can go forward in faith. We can work for Jesus on the land or the sea, wherever we may be. We will be a part of working for Jesus Christ. And he'll take us all the way from earth to glory. That should be our experience today. We can say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. I pray you understood the message today as we stand together. The Christian experience working for Jesus.